there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So I'm doing another one of these video recordings of the podcast this week. Just testing it out, just uploading these to my YouTube channel in case anybody is not big on listening to podcasts. I'm going to have these available sometimes, maybe all the time. We're just seeing how it goes for video. So I have this episode uh, video recorded on our YouTube channel, and I'm also going to be putting it up on our social media. Just another way to kind of reach more people with this message. Today's message is one that I really feel is important um, and I wanted to tackle, and that is the eight age-old question of homeschooling and sheltering and sheltering our children and I want you to listen up if you're not a homeschooler I still want you to pay attention to this because I really believe that this is important not just for homeschooling families but for all families are we sheltering our children so we're going to talk about that in a second before I start I do want to thank my podcast sponsor Apologia Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company they have all kinds of curriculum for the homeschooling family they have science and language and Bible and um, you will be so blessed by their curriculum. We've used our health and nutrition curriculum this year. We've used science in the entire time we've homeschooled. Basically, we've used Apologia. So go check them out. If you're a homeschooler right now, they have sales. You can stock up for next year. If you're planning your next year, go check out their new digital catalog. It's got a lot of great features. So Apologia.com, go check it out. So today I wanted to talk about sheltering our children. I have some notes here because I don't want to forget some of the things I I I was thinking about as I was um, planning this podcast. Now, the funny thing is I normally record my podcasts on Wednesday evenings. And the reason being is the whole family's out of the house on Wednesday evenings. (laughs) So it's quiet in here. I can kind of focus and I can kind of do that. Well, if you follow me over there on Instagram stories, you would have seen that this podcast did not get recorded on Wednesday night because we had this fire alarm in my house going off, going beep beep, you know, like every 30 seconds. And you don't want to hear that in the back of the podcast. It was driving me crazy. I couldn't get it to stop and no one was home. And so the podcast got a little bit delayed in being recorded. Thus, it's going to be a little bit delayed in getting it out there. But I'm just so thrilled because every single week, there are more and more listeners. Like last week's episode, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. Um, in, In like five days, it surpassed the amount of listeners from the one before that, like, so, you know, in 10 days, what the one before that had been listened to last week's in like five days had surpassed that. So you guys know I'm not a big numbers girl, but to me, that just means that the message is getting out there for more and more people. And it is just blessing me that I can go places, I go speaking, and almost every single person that I meet when I'm speaking now, they say, I know you from your podcast. So that just, you know, it used to be I know you from your books or your blog. Now it's I know you from the podcast. So I'm really excited to know that the messages that um, I give here are really reaching more people. So share this podcast with your friends. Share it with um 
anyone you feel that needs encouragement, my mission here will always be to point you to Jesus. This is not about Karen DeBuse's podcast. This is not about, um, you know, me building my platform for anything other than I know how grateful I am for Jesus in my life and my mission is to point others to him. I see so many people getting caught up in the clutter of our lives. I see so many people getting caught up in the information overload. I see so many people getting caught up these days in the details of life that I want to continue this message to be like, look, enough. It's all about Jesus. We seek him first and then everything else falls into place. Our society is so focused on all these details and on doing and achieving and it's just, you know, it breaks my heart. So I'm going to continue to point the, um, to use this message to point people to Jesus, to say he is enough. We have freedom in Jesus. The remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. Like I said in the beginning, the more we desire him, the less we naturally will desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to live more simply. So I say all that and the past two weeks of my life have not been simple at all. <laughs> feel like we've had so many ups and downs, so many things going on. We're in a very busy season right now, getting ready for my daughter to graduate. She's got her prom next week. Oh my goodness, I could cry. Um, and then, you know, she's got her last concert. She's got all these things leading up to the pinnacle of everything right now is her graduation. And then she's off to college. So right now we're in a really busy time. I don't even know how we would function without Jesus, without having that grounding, because I have been very ungrounded at times the past few weeks. I've been up and down and, uh, you know, it, it, I've got to, I've got to rely on him. And if I didn't have him to go back to, if I didn't have others pointing me, you know, I say, I want to point you to Jesus. Sometimes I need to be pointed. If I didn't have others pointing me to Jesus and all this, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, so with all that today, I want to talk about a really important topic. Do we shelter our children? Like I said, homeschoolers and non-homeschoolers alike. I want you to listen to this message because you can apply it. If you have children, if you know children <laughs> in your life, you can apply this. So one of the biggest questions, you know, I, I can't even imagine that this is still a question, but it is. But one of the biggest questions that homeschoolers always get um, is the age old question. Are you sheltering your children? And I remember when we first started homeschooling, that was really one of the biggest things that we had harsh comments about, you know, it would be like, well, that's all good. You know, maybe you, you could teach your children at home or maybe homeschooling is a good option, but you know, kids really need to be with other kids. Number one, I have to say, homeschooling does not mean kids will not be with other kids. Are you kidding me? Um, my kids are with other kids all the time. First of all, they have each other. But second of all, even if you have, you know, a small family, an only child, there are so many opportunities. So we want to rethink, what does that mean? You want them to be with other kids. Like, you want them to be with other kids more than you. You want them to be with other kids exactly their age that may not be the best influences. You want them to be with other kids. Why? Because that's just what society says is normal. And again, what kinds of kids? We're going to talk about all this, this in the podcast, but you know, what kinds of kids? How much exposure? All those things. But that was probably one of the harshest comments we've had. Now, I'm going to dispel a lot of the myths today because... 
there are sure people I think that will stumble upon this that will be like, oh yeah, of course homeschooling is sheltering and you know that's not good. And I want to address that because number one, if you know my kids, anyone out there who knows me in real life, my kids are not sheltered and they are not social misfits, I promise you. They are very well grounded. They have lots of friends. They're more social than I am. Well, some of them. Some of them are introverted more like me. Um, but this is what I want to, I want to start with this whole thing. This is what I want to start with this episode to tell you. I really want to put you in this frame of mind before we discuss even more um, the whole sheltering thing. So, I was speaking uh, this year, oh, and I still have another convention coming up to speak at in two weeks, um, but I've been speaking this year about Bible-based homeschooling and about my uh, desire to keep the Bible as the firm foundation for our family. And this is for homeschoolers or non-homeschoolers. Uh, the Bible should be the firm foundation of your family. And so I gave this illustration this year, and I feel like it resonated with many. I'm going to give you the illustration. Just the other day, actually, in our Bible-based homeschooling e-course community group, uh, many of you out there have been joining the Bible-based homeschooling e-course, and I'm thrilled about that. And with that um, registration, you get a free membership to our private Facebook group where we talk about all things Bible-based homeschooling, and I continue to support you if that's what you are choosing to do. Um, so we'll talk more about the e-course at the end, actually, if you are interested in that. It is at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com. Um, but if you um, are part of that group, you're going to understand what I'm about to say, because I go in there live, and I do videos at least if I can once a week, sometimes more, to kind of encourage the families, to encourage the moms in their walk with um, their homeschool journey. And so I gave this um, example the other day and I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk about that on the podcast this week because um, this example actually came to me from, you know, a lot of times this happens, things happen in life and I'm like, I need to write that down because that's such a good picture of something I want to teach. And so this is one of those things. I think it's the perfect picture. So let's talk about sheltering and let's talk about our kids. And I'm going to tell you first about Steve and we're going to tie this all together. So this is a really good picture of what I mean when I say that I'm sheltering my children. So Steve is our little farmer out here, right? We live on our little hobby farm and we moved out here four and a half years ago and we're in love. We just love this lifestyle. We love, you know, having chickens and goats and gardening and all that and living in the country, the slow pace, the friendly people, the tiny little town, all of it. We love it. So um, anyway, Steve has really fallen in love with the gardening aspect of um hobby farming and so we have really beautiful gardens every year and we're working on it right now for this year we grow lots and lots of veggies to share with our community so um two years ago i think it was he got a uh, kit to build a greenhouse a very large greenhouse mind you like this you know steve always does things big it's like not just like a little greenhouse like you get to start seeds in this is like a massive i could live in it greenhouse it's huge so um he gets the greenhouse and he starts to uh start his seeds that year and you know they have like these little pods right that you put them in and you put the little seeds in the pods and I noticed they weren't going into the greenhouse he started them all and they were in the kitchen so excuse me I needed a sip of um my coffee there so he has all these trays of seeds started in their little pods in my kitchen 
and he has them all lined up in front of the sliding door and the, so the sunlight's coming in and so they're on my floor and they're like all over the place now and I said to him what is going on why do I have all these seeds in my kitchen isn't that why we have a greenhouse <laughs> I thought that was why we were building the massive greenhouse and he says no he goes you have to start them first inside because it was still real pretty you know on the cold side it wasn't quite uh warm so I'm like, okay, fine, we start them in here and then they're going in the greenhouse. Well, lo and behold, time went on and they weren't leaving the kitchen yet. And <laughs> I was trying to be the good wife and just let him, you know, do his thing. But finally, I'm like, Steve, why are the seeds all over my floor? I want these little guys out. I want them in the greenhouse. And I'm like, that's what the greenhouse is for. And he explained to me that we were still having really cold nights and he thought that it might get too cold in the greenhouse at night for the seeds. And he said, when you're starting seeds, it's really important that you have the optimal temperatures and the optimal conditions so that they have this really good start and they get strong. And then we're going to put them in the greenhouse when we're sure that the cold nights are gone and the temperature in the greenhouse is just right. Then we're going to move them to the greenhouse. And that's what we did. So they got their really good start. He planted the seed. They got their really good start to grow strong. And we put them in the greenhouse. So then they were in the greenhouse for a while. And, you know, they started to grow and they would get bigger and stronger. And I was like the anxious one. When are we going to put them in the garden? When is it time to transplant them? And he kept explaining to me, this is a process. We don't rush this process or we're not going to get good fruit at the end. And so we waited until they were in the greenhouse and they got big enough and strong enough and their roots were ready for that transplanting time into the garden. And so then one day came and we took those little plants that started as seeds right there in our kitchen. We waited for the perfect conditions. We put them in the greenhouse. Now they were growing, they were strong, and their roots were ready to go being transplanted outside in the garden. Because out in the garden, there is no walls, right, to protect them in the evenings from the cold temperatures or from the wind or from the storms. They need to go in the garden when they're ready, when they're strong, when they can withstand the, the wind, the storms, the cold evenings, whatever it is. So we uh, came that day where we put them out into the garden. And because we started them out in the proper conditions and we started them out to um, look at the end result of them thriving, we put them in the garden and they grew. And they were strong plants and they produced fruit. And so I tell you that story because that is exactly what we're doing with our children. Yes, we're sheltering them early on. We're keeping them in the kitchen a little bit, right? We put them in the window in the day to get the sunshine. They look outside. They see what's going on. Okay, I know the plants don't see, but I'm giving you a picture, right? And then we, we kind of keep them inside in the evening, keep them in those right conditioners In fact, I, and conditions. In fact, I think Steve may even put the little cover or kept a little cover, that plastic cover over them. Then when they were ready, they went into the greenhouse. Again, just like our kids, right? We nurture them there. When they're ready, we start giving them little doses 
We didn't put them in the garden right away as seeds in March. They would have died. They would not have grown. They would not have been strong. Maybe they would have grown a little bit, but they would have kind of shriveled up or maybe not produced fruit. And then after they were in the greenhouse and they, you know, the greenhouse I would say is, is our life now while we're homeschooling. It's like there's protection. We're getting them ready. Um, we give them little doses of things here and there, but they're not full blown out in the garden without any protection yet because their roots aren't ready. They're not strong. Well, next year, or I shouldn't say next year, in a few months, in three months, my firstborn, she's going in that garden. She's going off to college. She's no longer under our protection of the greenhouse. She's long past the stage of the kitchen where we um, started her out. But I know her, her roots are strong. I know she's ready to go out there into that garden. And she's ready to produce fruit and she's ready to thrive. And so that to me is such a picture that God has given me through our garden and through our little simple hobby farm life here of like, yes, you do shelter your children. You do not put them out in dangerous conditions, unprotected when they're just little seeds and they're just little tiny plants that need mommy and daddy to take care of them. And so when I look back at our homeschool journey, did we shelter our children? Yes and amen, we did. Because I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as doing my job in protecting my children and getting them ready. Um, and so if you're not a homeschooler, I want you to take this to heart because sure, maybe your kids are in school every day. Is that, Am I saying that they're not going to be able to be ready for the garden someday? No way. I'm talking about my family. Whenever I talk about these things and if I homeschool, this is not a reflection of what I think you should do because personally, I think you should do whatever God tells you to do for your family. This was what God is teaching me. However, I believe that if your children are in school or your children, you know, uh, you don't have children. You just know children in your life. All children, whoever, you know, whatever situation you're in, you can look at that and say, how can I be protecting and nurturing my children to keep them kind of safe in those early years? See, in our society right now, we're having five-year-olds acting like adults, and it's really disgusting, quite frankly. I saw something this morning in the headlines about I don't even want to repeat it. It's just disgusting stuff about, you know, what these 11-year-olds are doing out there. And it just breaks my heart because God did not intend for our little children to be thrown out into um, this kind of depraved culture without the proper nurturing from early on. It is our job to nurture them early on, to teach them how to thrive and to survive. And I also want to say that not every plant that goes out into the garden and starts in the kitchen and goes to the greenhouse and goes into the garden survives and thrives either. Just because we do that is not a guarantee. God is the one who does the growing and God is the one who ultimately is going to decide how that plant is going to um, thrive. So just because we do all of those things doesn't necessarily mean that every single plant makes it and every single plant thrives because I don't ever want to say that like homeschooling is the reason that my children you know, are saved or are walking with the Lord because ultimately that's between him and the Lord, uh, them and the Lord. But I do know without a doubt, 100%, that I have done my job to nurture them, to do what I could to protect them in the early years and to give them just enough, a little bit at a time. 
quite frankly, if sheltering means protecting my children from the culture that is out there right now, bring it on. Let me be called, you know, out saying that I shelter my kids because I don't really want to be a part of that culture. I want to shelter myself. I have no desire to live out in that culture. I'm I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I don't want to live out in that culture because we do, right? We're part of a culture. But I don't want to be part of it <laughs> is what I'm saying. You know, we we live in this culture and we can't seclude ourselves in our homes and we can't, um, you know, uh, hide from all of it. But I'm not taking part in, in it and I'm not teaching my children to take part in it. I'm teaching them that this is not the way of God and we are part of this time and part of this culture but we do not walk in the ways of the world. We walk in the ways of God. And so um, if sheltering means teaching that at home, so be it. Um, one of the wonderful things that I've enjoyed about homeschooling is that our family, we are, like I, I wrote an article years ago, we are, I don't feel like my kids early on were peer dependent, but I want them to be God dependent, right? In our culture, we put them into school and we say that it's normal for them to, you know, follow after their peers and have peer pressure and all this stuff. That's just part of childhood. I don't want my kids to be dependent on their peers for approval and dependent on their peers for what they do. I, or for their identity, right? A lot of kids put their identity in what their peers are doing. That's a huge problem in today's society. I want my children to be dependent on God and what God thinks of them and what God says about them and what their identity is in him. Huge difference. So teaching our children to, um, you know, depend on God and not on man. And so even within our family, I always felt when we, when they were little, you know, we were like each other's little click, you know, we had our own little inside jokes and we had our own little things going on. And I think that's great. Like people will look at that and be like, oh, like your kids are so close and so close to you. Like almost like that's not normal. Like it's, it's not normal. Kids are supposed to want to separate from their parents. They're supposed to think their parents are weird. They're supposed to not want to hang out with their parents. That is not true. Our family enjoys hanging out together every single night. I have up to 18 year old, uh, child now, you know, we have a 10, 14, 16 and 18. They're in our room every single night. They want to hang out. Do And I'm not trying to say it's perfect all the time. Do they get sick of us too? Yes. But my point is at the core, at the very core of our family, we are tight-knit. We are dependent on each other because we are all truly dependent on God. And so that is one of the beautiful things that I think has come about from, you know, quote unquote, sheltering our kids. We have taught them to depend on God. We have taught them that mommy and daddy are ultimately, you know, under God's authority, then we are over them in authority and that they listen to us because they want to please God. And it's a picture of, you know, our relationship with the Lord. And so we've been able to do this, sending them out every single day um, <clears throat> into a culture that we do not want them to um, be influenced by and into a culture that breeds this whole approval of peers and dependence on peers. I mean, quite frankly, when I started homeschooling 13 years ago, it was even, it was so much different than it is even now. And I think because of the social media and I, I, 
I am still sheltered probably from what really goes on out there. I mean, I had a rough, a rough teenage and college years. I, I was not a goody goody girl. Okay, guys, like I've talked about this before, right? I was exposed to things that I haven't even wanted to like share yet because they're just awful. And I was <clears throat> caught in a very um, depraved time. Okay. But I, I still get shocked when I look at the culture now. Like, I still get shocked. And I think I've pretty much been through the ringer. I am shocked but I, by what I see in the culture. And not to mention that in the schools, they are um, teaching that the things that are very opposite of what God says are true. And I just can't have my children being taught for eight hours a day things that aren't true and then have them come home and say, well, that's not true, but mommy and daddy send you there for eight hours a day. Like it, do, it just doesn't make sense. Like how can I establish my authority over my children if I'm saying I'm going to send you somewhere that's going to teach you all the things that are opposite of God, yet we love God and we are 100%, you know, committed to him. But I'm going to send you somewhere that's going to teach you the opposite of him. And then when you come home, we'll just kind of talk about it and try to undo it. To me, that just, for our family, again, I'm not condemning anyone who sends to public school because everybody has different reasons. I find out, you know, all the time there's absolutely wonderful Christian families in public school. This has nothing to do with you. This is all about for me and my family. I can't look at my children and say for us that the schools are going to teach you all the things that we don't agree with. In fact, all the things that the Bible uh, is contrary to what the Bible says. And yet I'm okay with someone else teaching you that as long as you come home and I tell you it's not true. Like for us, it would just be easier to keep our kids home, to teach them um, what we believe. We also do teach them and we openly discuss what goes on in the world. In fact, just recently in our Bible time in the evenings, we were doing this um, sort of thing where every night we would pick a topic and say, what does the Bible say about that? And what does the world say about that? What does the culture say about that? For instance, things such as love and money and marriage, um, you know, all these kind of uh, life, we had, we had a big conversation, you know, about that. <clears throat> so all these things that, you know, we, we do talk to them, they are not sheltered from what goes on in the world. But they're also teenagers now, right? When they were five years old, I wasn't telling them all that went on in the world. I was letting them be kids. Because quite frankly, our culture, like I said before, does not let them be kids, does not let them um just have the innocence of childhood anymore. The innocence has been stolen from them. So we believe in little doses, little bits at a time, under our watch. So yeah, we expose them to things under our watch. We talk about it. We um, say, what does the Bible say about that? It is so important, no matter where your kids go to school, no matter how you're raising your kids, that you teach them, what does the Bible say about that? My daughter's going off next year to um, college, and she's going to Bible college. So, you know, I'm not expecting her to encounter a ton of things that are opposite to what we teach. However, I have told her time and again, just because it's a Bible college does not mean everything you learn will be true. It is your job to now say, because mommy and daddy aren't going to be there, is what this person is saying, line up, does what, eh, what this person is saying, 
does it line up with God's word? I, I told them, I told her, I don't care if it's your teacher, your professor, your friends, your roommate, you have to discern now for yourself. And parents out there, I'm, I'm talking to you too. Just because someone says something, no matter who they are, does not make it true. The only thing that makes it true is, does it line up with the word of God? So you need to be able to discern if things line up with the word of God. And the only way you can do that is by being in the word of God. So now I, I, I've taught my daughter, like when you go to college next year, all right, you're in the garden. You are finally out of the greenhouse, out of the kitchen. You are in that garden. It is your job now to be in there in order to produce fruit and to continue to grow, to say, <clears throat> does this line up with God's word? You must be in God's word to know God's word and then to be able to discern the things that you encounter every day. So that is what I have told I have told her. And I tell, you know, all of my kids, you mu- it doesn't matter who it is, a pastor, a teacher, a friend, youth group leader, doesn't matter who it is because we're all human and we all may unknowingly say things that are not right. I tell my kids, even mommy and daddy, question us because the ultimate authority on truth is God and his word will outline the truth for them. And uh, that is my prayer, that they will always be able to discern um, through God's word. So, you know, like I said, if if, um, you are accused of sheltering, so be it. Because it is our job as parents to protect our children, to teach them the absolute truth of what the Bible says, to teach them the absolute truth of what God's word said. Because right now in this society that we live in, in our world, anything goes. Anyone can follow their own truth, whatever they believe, whatever they feel. Even Christians will say, well, this is how I think God is. So that's what I believe doesn't matter what you believe it is not going to change the truth it doesn't matter what you feel it doesn't matter what you think about God God is who God is based on the Bible and what it says in there and that is it that is the standard not how you think not what you believe not your opinion and unfortunately the world is just going more and more in a downward spiral of um of Things that our kids do need protection from. Do we shelter them forever so that they don't have a clue what's going on out there in the world? Absolutely not. Remember I said those little seeds in the kitchen, they got to be put in the window so that they were exposed a little bit to the outside. Then they came in outside into the greenhouse and they were exposed to the elements a lot more. In fact, on our greenhouse, you roll up the sides during the day and you roll them back down at night. You get exposure to the elements. But then when you're in that garden, hopefully you have been so prepared from that kitchen and from that greenhouse that you are right now ready to go out into the garden. Let me just check my notes here. Did I have anything else I wanted to say? Because I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I think this is an important topic and I don't want to, um, skip out on anything that I was trying to prepare to say, but let me hear what you guys think. I know this is kind of a hot topic, so please comment, please uh, message me if you don't want to publicly put it out there. Let me know, what do you think? Have you maybe always thought homeschoolers did shelter your children or their children, and maybe now I just kind of enlightened you a little bit and opened your eyes a little bit? Um, Do you think that um, 
we should shelter them even more? I mean, some people might say, no, we don't want them to know anything. I believe, like I said, little doses, a little bit at a time, because someday they're going to be out of my house, right, in that garden, and they need to be prepared. But if we have prepared them with the truth and the standard and equipped them with God's word, then you can't go wrong out there in that garden because they will have that truth to carry with them for the rest of their lives. And there's no better equipment for getting out there in the world than knowing God's word, following God's word, being in God's word. It will be their um their lifeline for the rest of their life. So if you guys are interested in the Bible-based homeschooling e-course where I outline why I believe, just like I said today, why I believe that God's word is so important, especially in our culture, to keep as the firm foundation of your family, you can purchase that at simplylivingforhim.thinkific. It's just um, $34.95 and it is um, filled with 20 uh, videos where we outline how we use the Bible to teach our children for a year, just the Bible, and um, I shouldn't say just the Bible, but the Bible was like our firm core of our um, homeschool that year. And then I also just talk about the importance of raising your kids to know God's word. Because quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't raised with the Bible. I only um, read the Bible for the first time when I somebody taught me about Jesus and when I was about 20 years old. And I know what life is like without it. And I know what life is like with it. And I am not going to have my children um, not have God's word in their life. So to me, it is the number one thing we can do for our family. I'm passionate about that. And I'm passionate about encouraging other families as well. I believe that the key to changing the culture is one child at a time knowing the absolute truth of God's word. So you can go check out that e-course. Like I said, you also got membership to the community um, on Facebook, which is a great, uh, just a great little community that we share questions and prayer requests and advice. And I go in there and do more live videos weekly. Um, so I'd love for you to check it out. I will also be in Denver, Colorado in two weeks at the Teach Them Diligently convention. I am really excited about that trip. It is at a beautiful location, the Gaylord of the Rockies Resort. I believe it's a brand new resort it looks gorgeous has a lot of family friendly um, things at the resort and of course the convention is just beyond uh, compare to any other homeschool convention it is just all about families and discipleship and it's not just about homeschooling but it's about parenting and family and and raising your children like I said with all the things about discipleship about knowing God's Word so that you can find out the information um, at teachthemdiligently.net. I would love to see you there. I'll be speaking four times. And um, what else can I say? Oh, if you're listening to this before Mother's Day and you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. So I'm so thankful for you all listening to the podcast. If you are blessed by this podcast in any way, please like um, or go rate and review the podcast over there on iTunes or wherever you're listening because that just helps keep getting that message out there. And it's been going out there more and more every week. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to reach more people with my mission to point others to Jesus. Thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.